you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. I had an amazing response to the previous episode of La Santa Muerte. There were so many of you who reached out to me through TikTok, through Instagram, and by email, requesting additional information and requesting that I do a second part. And because there's still so much information that we need to go over, and because so many of you requested that I do the second part, here we are. So, just to kind of give a quick recap, in the first episode, we did go over on who La Santa Muerte is, why she is referred to as a female entity, what is her origin story, who venerates her, and some of the symbology behind her attributes. In this episode, we're going to be going over more of how to work with her, and a few stories I found while doing additional research on her. So if you haven't listened to that first episode, I highly suggest that you go do that first and then come back to listen to this one. This way you'll have a little bit of a better understanding on who she is, which is essential if you feel called and or drawn to work with her. So of course, I do want to give a fair warning that this episode will be, or will at least contain, some heavier and darker subject matters. We will be talking about death, as she is, after all, the personification of death. So if you're sensitive to those topics, feel free to skip this episode. I wouldn't want you to, but at the same time, I feel I should give you guys a fair heads up. Before we start diving deep, there is one question that I would like to address, and this is only because it was asked so many times by so many of you. In my first episode, I said that the Aztec goddess of death was Mictlansiwatl. And some of you said, no, it's Mictlansiwatl. And I'm here to inform you that both are correct. Mictlansiwatl and or Mictlansiwatl are just different variations of the same name. It's similar to the case of the demon Baal. You know, first king of hell. He sometimes appears as a cat, as a toad, or can take the form of a man, or sometimes all three at once. Some of you know him as Baal, some of you know him as Baal, and some of you know him as Ba'el. All three are correct. 
So whether we come across the name of Miktagastiwatl or Miktlansiwatl, just know that it's the same entity. We're referring to the Aztec goddess of death, co-ruler of the Aztec underworld, Miklan. A lot of you also shared with me that you've either felt drawn to her, you've dreamt with her, and or that she keeps popping up in your life. And perhaps you can take it as a sign that she is calling you to work with her. But just in case some of you just want to jump the gun and immediately start doing spell work or start praying to her, asking her for things, let's look at some stories. One of the reasons, the main reason, that Santa Muerte should be treated with respect, the utmost respect, is that she is, in fact, death. She absolutely can be very much love and light, but there is a darker aspect. Do not misunderstand. People say that if you work with her, people are going to be taken from you. Well, yes. What did you expect? She is death. But eventually, everyone will be gone, including yourself. It's a normal part of life. But that's not the darker aspect. The darker aspect is that there are people out there who believe they can embody death and that the blood that they spill is considered an offering, a way of payment. Of course, not every single devoutee believes this, but there are a few of them that do. But I did say let's look at some stories, so let me direct your attention to an article that I found online. The article is by Daily Beast, and it's regarding Jonathan Legaria. He is the founder of Santa Muerte Internacional, a Santa Muerte temple located in Ecatepec de Pito, Mexico, which is just outside of Mexico City. He had a 72-foot skeleton statue made, and it is one of the most famous Santa Muerte landmarks in the world. Every month, there are thousands who stop by to make their petitions and leave their offerings. The inauguration happened in December of 2007, and there was no doubt that Jonathan, also known as Commander Panther, was a big-time devoutee. He was even the author of two books regarding La Santa Muerte. But unfortunately, according to the article, Jonathan did have a lengthy list of enemies, and he often had 
premonitions of an early death. His mother, Enriqueta Vargas, said she would often become upset when he would bring up the topic. Unfortunately, on July 31st of 2008, a group of assassins with assault rifles fired into his vehicle and killed him on the spot. His mother, a lady that venerated the Virgin Mary, shocked to see at the injustice of how her son's murderers were being treated, turned to Santa Muerte and vowed to expand her reputation if she brought justice to those that murdered her son. The events that followed led her to believe that she had been heard and helped by Santa Muerte, and she kept up her end of the bargain. Now, this next story I heard in an interview with author Tomas Prower. He is the author of the book titled La Santa Muerte, Unearthing the Magic and Mysticism of Death. He told an experience that he had while working with another guy to get his book translated into another language. He said that the other guy just wanted to improve his life. He wanted to be better off financially. He wanted to have a better relationship, a happier place of employment, just improvement in his life all around. And he told Tomas, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask La Santa Muerte for this. Tomas, being the author of the book and having vast knowledge on her, asked him, are you certain? Do you really need death's help for this? And the other guy said, yes, 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 I'm going to do this. And he went through with it. He did the rituals, he did the spells. A short time after that, he lost his employment. His wife of over 10 years was being unfaithful to him. Not only that, but he found out she was just with him for his money and was waiting for the other guy to become more financially stable so that she could leave him and in fact ended up divorcing him anyway. So the guy asked Tomas, why is all of this happening? I thought she was supposed to help me. He tried to explain that a lot of the times to make room for something good, destruction needs to happen. She was probably working on clearing out all of the bad to make room for a better situation. Unfortunately, this guy could not bear with it, and he ended up taking his own life. This story doesn't have a happy ending, but the moral of the story is make sure you do your research. Make sure you're specific in what you're asking for and be 100% certain that you want to work with her. She is indeed a powerful current and she must not be taken lightly. For those of you still wanting to work with her, here is what I have to say about that. There are two ways that you can go about doing so. One is through the Catholic lens, and the other is through the folk lens. What do I mean by that? Well, because there are millions of Catholics who venerate her, you can look at her through the Catholic lens. Meaning, 
you'll have to ask God for permission first to work with her. If you are not a Catholic and or you do not subscribe to those ideologies, then you can look at her through the folk lens. You can start to develop a personal relationship with her. But either way, the best way to start is to just start doing research on her. Get your hands on as much information as you can. Buy many books on her. Immerse yourself in all the knowledge that you can find. Listen to other people's experiences with her, whether they be good experiences or bad experiences. But you do have to be 100% certain that you want to work with her. She is not for the faint of heart. And when you do decide to take that first step, you can do so by meditating on her. Or you can pray to her. And in fact, one of the prayers that you can pray to her is that of the rosary. It is well known that many devotees of her use this Catholic prayer. And instead of saying Mary, they just replace that name with Santa Muerte. If you're not okay with that, then you can skip that part. You can pray to her any way that you feel comfortable. Spirituality is intimate and personal and subjective to every individual's reality. Although many people venerate her on November 2nd, the Day of the Dead, her actual date is August 15th. As with many of the other gods, you can also hold space for her and create an altar for her. I do have to say that from what I've researched, she is not a jealous deity, so you are allowed to work with other deities. However, she does not like to share altars. She prefers her own space. So whenever you work with her, just make sure it's between you and her and no one else. It's a one-on-one relationship that she'll want to have with you. Such as when you die, it will just be you and her. Okay, so what kind of things can you place on her altar? Well, anything death-related, really. Skulls is an obvious one but also any of her attributes and her symbols, such as owls or an hourglass. As for offerings, she is known to like apples, liquor, such as tequila. But if you do offer her tequila, make sure it's something that you yourself would drink. You can place cigarettes and or cigars on her altar. Candy, water, flowers. You can also put copal incense or frankincense incense. Frankincense is known to be used by the Catholic Church and it's also known to be used in funerals. And so it's directly associated with death. Oh, and I also just remembered something else you can put on her altar are scales. The symbol for balance as she is just. And this last one should go without saying, and that is the symbol of the scythe. 
which is the tool that is used to cut and harvest the crops. It is said that Santa Muerte's scythe is used to harvest the souls at the end of a person's life. Much like in the Roman mythology Morta, which used to cut the thread of a person's life to end their life. Speaking of mythology, do you guys know who the Greek personification of death is? His name is Thanatos. And what was the name of that evil guy in the Marvel movies who was trying to eliminate 50% of the population because he believed in justice and balance? Oh, that's right. His name was Thanos. Just a little pop culture correlation I had to add there. While doing all of this research on her, and getting to know her a little bit better myself, among some experienced devotees, I heard that once you start looking into her, she is also known to attract spirits. And for the most part, you do not need to fear them as she protects you. Most of them just happen to be curious and just want to see what you're up to. Before coming across this tidbit of information, I had a little small experience. About two weeks ago, I woke up at 3.23. My eyes were wide open, and it seemed to be I woke up for no reason, just randomly out of the blue. I grabbed my phone to check the time, and this all happened within milliseconds. As I was checking my phone, I felt a presence in the room there with me. I looked over, and in the corner of my bedroom, I saw a shadow being. Just a black silhouette, six feet plus tall, just standing there. To be honest, I didn't really feel him to be as much of a threat, and so I just told it to go away, and I fell back asleep. Normally, I feel I would have froze, but part of me knew that I had to wake up early to go to work the next day, and so I just, I didn't have time for it. The following day, I just ended up cleaning and cleansing my room, and nothing strange has happened since then, but that's just something else to keep in mind if you're wanting to work with Santa Muerte. If you guys have ever had any experiences, I would love to hear them. You guys are welcome to reach me by email at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com And if you have any questions or comments or if there's simply anything else that you guys just feel like adding or sharing, well, you know where to reach me at. Thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.